what is up you guys my name is sabrina and i get to be one of the hosts for this podcast on fire good morning or good afternoon good evening or good night to you all whatever time of day they may look like for you i hope that you're having a very very blessed day or had a very very blessed day and i'm so excited you guys are tuning in for today's episode because you guys are in for a treat before we jump into today's make sure you go check out last episode which was posted i think two weeks ago (laughs) sorry about that um last episode titled debatable christian questions part two i've done this episode before with stephanie it was a great time we had together filming that so if you guys want to go check out part one definitely go check that out and then go to part two and once you did that come right back here because you do not want to miss out on today's episode but like i said before um it's been two weeks it's well i guess a week since the last posted this specific episode was supposed to be for last tuesday so pretty much last week's episode but with school starting back up, um, I'm not in school, but my family, my little sister, my nephews, and my nieces and are starting school. So the whole scheduling and trying to get everything sorted out, you know, with waking up early and all that stuff. So just me trying to figure out what the heck am I doing and babysitting, being a mom, pretty much. Just literally being a mom for my nieces and nephews. That's nothing to complain about. It's a blessing to have. Yeah, just on that, like school-wise, you know, everyone trying to adapt to the new school schedule. So that's been kind of hectic, but we're getting used to it. Uh, So that's pretty much why I didn't upload last week. For those who were curious and for those who weren't, I don't care. I'll still tell you why. But let's just jump into today's episode titled Seven Deadly Sins. Today we're going to be naming and explaining why these sins are considered deadly and how they play an important role in our lives. So this episode... When I was studying for it, I was specifically looking for a list. You know how like the fruit of the spirit, which I also did an episode on titled Life by the Spirit. So if you want to go check that out, go go find it. It's really, really good. But anyways, uh, the fruit of the spirit, they have a list. So if I were to look for the fruit of the spirit, they would be like, oh, it's in the book of Galatians. I'm like, great, period, done, point blank. All right, let's go. So when I was studying for the seven deadly sins, I was actually, I was unaware of the list not being found in scripture the li- this list is not contained in scripture but there's scripture that backs up each and every seven of them just because the list is not a scripture doesn't mean that they still aren't deadly sins there they still are just the list in general does not contain a scripture that doesn't mean that this doesn't pertain or any of that stuff no it's just a specific list that doesn't contain scripture but like i said there are scriptures in the throughout the entire Bible that do point out each and every one of them and how you need to run from it and turn away from it but this this history of this sin categorized began in the year 400 literally before i was born <laughs> way long time ago, like the old the days that's that was a long time ago but the person that came up with this oh i'm gonna freaking butcher his name but evagoras ponticus I hope that's how you say that in Vagoras Ponticus, a 40th century monk described eight deadly sins to resist from two centuries later, Pope Gregory the first refined it to seven deadly sins. I'll get into that on why the numbers changed and all that stuff, but to just cover it overall sin. What is sin? Some of you may know what it is. Some of you may not sin. It's just a separation with God. Sin just gives us that big old gap. It gives us that big old distance from God and just like I said, just separates him. It separates us from him. It's the thing that keeps us away from God. The biblical term terminology, whoa, biblical terminology of sin is disobedience or breach of the law, meaning the law of God, 
violations of relationships and rebellion against God. And 1 John 3, 4 says, everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. And another version that I read, version, and another version that I read, it says, all who indulge in a sinful life are dangerously lawless. For sin is a major disruption of God's order. So obviously sin is a big thing. Sin is a thing we struggle with every single day of our lives. Like it says, sin is a major disruption of God's order. It's a big thing. It's the thing that keeps us away from him. Sin is severe and deadly, spiritually and physically. In Romans 23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, meaning for the cost, the pays of our sin is death. It can spiritually not only spiritually, but it can physically kill us, which obviously what is that's why they're called seven deadly sins. Not only do they kill us, can kill us physically, but they kill us spiritually, kill us internally. But a thousand questions that you guys may have are why specifically these seven deadly sins? There's so many sins in this world, but why are these particular sins known as the seven deadly sins? Well, <laughs> that's a great question, you guys. <laughs> they are considered as the categories of sin, meaning the root that causes all sin. A great example that I can use is a detective and a suspect. Let's say the suspect killed somebody or stole something or robbed the bank or whatever. That this detective goes and finds the suspect. Suspect? <laughs> suspect? Oh my goodness. The detective goes and finds the suspect and they take him in. They don't really just throw them in jail like, oh, I found them. Boom, get out of my way. No, they sit there and they question them. They take them to court. They ask them the why. Like, what was the whole point of that? What did you get out of robbing the bank? Why did you rob the bank? Or why did you kill that person? Or just pretty much the why, the the motive for the action. That's pretty much what I want to hit there. It's the motive for the action. The root that causes our sin is pretty much the motive for the action. The why to that. Like, why did I do this? And it pretty much treads back to these roots so the seven deadly sins each of the seven is the root of the of the that causes all sin it's the motive for the action i hope that kind of helps a little bit if you don't understand don't worry i'll give a better better i'll give a better example later on in the episode so please hold on just a little bit tighter but without further let's just expose these roots why don't we let's just get them removed and cast it out in jesus name you know so the first one is lust. Lust is a strong passion for sexual desires. In 2 Timothy 2.22, it says, Flee the evil desires of youth. Now, why specifically youth? Because I know for me, uh, growing up, like, as a teen, you know, whatever. I'm still 19, so I guess I'm an, a young adult, a, an older teen. But anyways, as a youth, as I know some of you can confirm on this as well or testify with this, we be become very lustful like we have these sexual desires for a certain reason and we had to remember that our body is a temple and the bible says that our body is a temple we're supposed to be representing the holy temple and the reason why it says youth is because like i said the sexual desires start to increase you know the enemy tries to deceive us and tell us that we need those things that we crave our flesh craves those things so that's where the enemy comes in and tells you know tries to control our fr- our flesh <laughs> So that's why it's specifically titled youth. I know like many adults may struggle with this as in like committing adultery or sex outside of marriage. You know, a lot of these can commit it as adult, but it starts very young. The enemy tries to corrupt the very youthful people, the new generation. That's why I said in multiple episodes before that this new generation is the it team where the, this new generation is just 
being deceived so 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 freaking much so that's why specifically it says flee the evil desires of youth now the whole bible does talk about lust but i specifically chose this verse because it identifies of youth because of how it just starts at a very very young age i would know because this is something i did struggle with i'm not saying i'm fully completely healed from that i would like to be and i declare it in the name of jesus but i still struggle with it here and there but honestly self-control helps me flee from it it helps me um delete that out of my life i had to delete like a lot of stuff from tiktok you know um maybe things i've watched before tv shows movies like i had to remove all that so i I wouldn't have that door open for lust like i want to close the door to the complete max and not just have something that's keeping it cracked open you know so that's something i did struggle with and still struggling with a little bit on but i kind of just try to flee from it and just remove all that so self-control actually does help with lust moving on the second one is called gluttony for those who don't know what gluttony is i didn't even know this one existed until like maybe a couple months ago but it is is excessive eating of food or drinks in 1 Corinthians 10, 31, it says, Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Well, since it says whatever I eat, right? Whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. I could just take a donut, Krispy Kreme donut, which I've never tried, but it's fine. Don't don't come at me for that. You could take a donut and say, oh, for the glory of God, and shove it down your throat. No. Again, like I said in the last one, your body is a temple. We're supposed to respect it pretty much we're supposed to not intake unholiness we're not supposed to really intake now i'm not saying donuts are unholy they're just maybe one <laughs> just maybe one donut is fine but just excessively eating food or drinks we're we're supposed to be able to take care of our bodies to nourish our temple to nourish the holy spirit that is in us we need to be able to cleanse it to protect it and just keep it holy you know so this is one i did struggle with on gluttony recently I know I said it before in the podcast. I've been going to the gym with my sisters. Uh, uh, I've been eating right for the past five, six months now. So very proud of myself to be doing that. But just temperance and self-restraint, self-restraint helps with gluttony. You know, I, I'm very strict on myself. You know, I'm on a strict diet. I don't eat past a certain time just because of how I know the sin existed. I was like, oh, we're trying to remove that in the name of Jesus. So let's just get that out of there. But not only does that, not only are we supposed to help cleanse our holy temple that we're supposed to keep our holy temple protected it's it also just in taking all that food i'm trying to find the right word so like if this is not making sense i'm sorry but just excessively eating and drinking all that food it like drains our energy where we're just like ugh, we feel bloated we feel lazy which is the next deadly sin the third one called sloth we know what a sloth is okay let's just be honest we know the animal sloth i don't really need to explain it but is it excessive laziness so gluttony and sloth kind of are similar in the same way where gluttony we eat too much and then we become lazy we don't want to do anything we don't have no perseverance like there's no effort in anything sloth in romans 12 11 never be lacking in zeal meaning strong eagerness never be lacking in zeal but keep your spiritual fervor <laughs> these names or words are weird but keep your spiritual fervor meaning passionate feeling serving the lord so never be lacking in strong eagerness but keep your spiritual passionate feeling serving the lord and i feel like for me uh i was i was a lazy person but i feel like ever since i went to ou <laughs> i dropped out fyi spoiler alert <laughs> i dropped out but honestly going to own you i built up my schedule i had i was a very 
how do you i don't know the exact word but i was you know i was on it like i made a to-do list i did everything i could in that day whatever needs to be done i did it and still this till to this still to this day i continue to do that like literally in front of me is my schedule book what needs to be done today and on it is the episode for today so honestly planning out my day and having that schedule keeps me from not being lazy and honestly eating right and having enough energy also helps with that as well so just having that spiritual fervor that passionate feeling to teach you guys to do more things for you guys keeps me from not being lazy so honestly this episode and you guys are continually can are giving me that perseverance in my life right now like i'm not becoming lazy because i have things i gotta do for the people of god you know i want to bring people back to the kingdom so honestly just having find your passionate feeling honestly that's one thing i can encourage you guys on to not be lazy just have that passionate feeling and once you find your passionate once you find something that you're passionate about do it like in that moment continue to do it make out your day to do that and i feel like zeal strong eagerness can really overcome slothfulness big big time the next one is greed greed is a selfish and excessive pursuit of material things or something i like to call money hungry (laughs) i've met um i don't want to put them on blast but i've met people who are actually like this or just money hungry and it's kind of sad to see that but first timothy 6 10 it says for the love of money is the root of all root uh, key word root is the root of all kinds of evil now i'm not gonna lie greed is something i did struggle with i'm not gonna sit here and say that i never struggled with greed no that's a lie that's a straight up lie greed is something everyone can struggle with any one of these deadly sins someone can struggle with on it and for those who say they haven't or they've never committed at least one of these sins that's a straight up lie because every one of us have committed at least all seven honestly all seven of these okay i've committed all seven and i'm not ashamed i'm not perfect so that's just a little ramble that i did there but greed like i said is the root of all kinds of evil for the love of money is all kinds of evil because they become greedy they want this they want that and in some moments where at least as a child and when you grow up with no money and then all of a sudden you get a good job or you're doing something for good money or you become a model or i don't know something that gives in good money you start to continue to pursue that because of the money that you're getting or the material things so as a kid or as a person who grew up with that money i can see how that can be a big big problem for you because of your childhood or whatever your past may look like but as the bible says for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil so we must flee from that now i'm not saying obviously we need the money we need money to go out every day to buy toilet paper or water or food or necessities you know so money is needed in this world but for you to crave it is on a different level you know what i'm saying um that the love of money is something that can be taken out of context something that you've surround your whole life around something you idolize which is something that is also bad we did i did an episode about idolization so go check that out as well but like I said, for the love of money is roots of all kind of evil. And I feel like people to over who do struggle with that, to overcome that, is giving you know, giving to charity or generosity can cure greed to the max. You're just giving out to those in need. Or maybe your family member is in need or your neighbor, whatever that, that may look like in your situation. Just giving to the charity, giving back to your community, your family members, your teachers or your students or whatever. Like I said, whatever that may look like, charity and generosity can cure greed. And I strongly from believe that. But the next one is wrath. Wrath is strong anger or hate towards another person. And James 1, 19 through 20 says, be slow to anger. 
Whew, that's hard. Be slow to anger because human anger does not produce the righteousness of God. Now, I really, really, really like this verse. Like I said, there are thousands of scriptures that back up wrath or say why wrath is not good to have. Just strong anger in general is a sin. But this specific one I enjoyed the most because it says human anger. It could have said be slow to anger because anger does not produce righteousness of God. No, it said because human anger does not produce the righteousness. Human, keyword human, because we are human at the end of the day. We're going to let our flesh take over at some point. Now I'm saying don't let that be an excuse. Like, oh, since we're not human, we're not perfect, let me just go ahead and do what I do and be angry all the dang time. No, that's what I was saying. I'm just saying that our flesh can't take over at points and moments just because of how strong feelings can be because God gave us emotions for a reason. You know, we have strong emotions or else how would we feel the presence of God? You know what I'm saying? So human anger is, I, I, I just love pointing that out, human anger, because it just reminds us that us, we're humans. We are flesh, flesh and bones right now, you know, that human anger is um, does not produce the righteousness of God because we are not perfect. We're human at the end of the day. Like we're in, we're living in this sinful world where we're just going to pick up and adapt to these things. So I just really like how I pointed out human anger, noticing us, flesh and bones, that our anger does not produce the righteousness of God. I, I don't know. I just, I can repeat that over and over. I just love how that verse just points out human anger because it's not God. <laughs> it's not the Holy Spirit anger. It is human anger. It is the flesh and bones that is angry and that is a part of the world. I know for me growing up, my mom, she always hated, or, whoa, she very, very disliked when we say we hated someone. Like, if I went home and I told her, oh my gosh, mom, I hate little Jimmy. Or if your name is Jimmy and you're listening to this, I'm sorry. I don't hate you. I promise I don't. I love you. But <laughs> that was an example. I could literally go home and be like, mom, I hate that girl. Or I hate that guy. She would literally get so mad. Well, not so, so mad. She would just get annoyed. She would always tell us, don't hate someone. It's not good to hate. And I always question why. So I asked her why. And she was like, because you that means you want something bad to happen to them. Well, obviously, as an elementary kid, I was like, yeah, I want the pan- pencil to stab them. I really hope they pee on themselves. You know, <laughs> that was as an elementary kid. I'm not saying that's okay. But as you get older, that hate becomes something different where you're like, I want them to fall and break their neck. I want them to literally die. I want their marriage to fall apart. That is hate. Like you're once you're wishing and cursing something bad upon them. And that is something why we should. That is why we shouldn't hate people. And strong anger, it just makes us um like i said it's the human anger where the flesh takes over and we just act out in wrath and rage and all that stuff i know my sister she'll always tell me that (laughs) it's a joke not a joke but i did have rage one time and i really don't lash out like this i really have a lot of patience i feel like that's a gift god gave me to certain things and certain people you know (laughs) but there was one time i was very very I w- yes, it was anger. I was very upset and very angry at my little sister. Um, shout out to you. I love you, though. <laughs> uh, I was very angry with her, and I was putting ice in my cup. It's not funny, but it's just funny to think about how, yeah, whatever. So I put ice in my cup, and she just, we were arguing, and then all of a sudden, I grabbed the ice, and I chunked it at her face. We were in the kitchen, and it was like a good distance. So I chunked it at her face, and I, you know, said some things I didn't like the way I said it. And that's just a joke we have now where she just says, I've never had an ice thrown in my face. Or I totally didn't have ice thrown in my face, which is <laughs> not very kind or Jesus-like of me. But that was just an example I could use of a strong anger. I threw an ice. It was a pretty big ice, too. So 
don't do that especially to anybody in your family or anyone in general don't throw ice at people but i believe patience and understanding can cure wrath i believe you having patience for someone and understanding that person's lifestyle and be able to understand why they continue to do what they do or why they just say what they say it helps with anger and it helps us um be patient with them um the next one is envy envy is it <laughs> this is a big one envy is an intense desire to have an item that someone else possesses in proverbs fourteen thirty, it says a sound heart is life to the body but envy is rottenness to the bones brought into the core as they would say it a sound heart is life to the body but envy is rottenness to the bones now this one envy is obviously something i struggled with you know growing up um, I don't say I struggle with it as much. There are points where I'm like, dang, I wish I had that. But I'm like, nope, let's try not to have envy. Let's try. Because envy turns into jealousy, obviously. Envy is very ugly. Envy makes you an ugly person. Not just, no, I'm not talking physically. I'm just talking about in internally. Like, it just makes you look like an ugly person. And having envy on someone is not okay. Like, you wishing you had this and I had that. And then you act out on it. I know, um, for me... <laughs> All right. It's just funny how, like, I'm looking back of all the stuff that I've done, my sinful stuff as a kid or a teenager. I'm just laughing at it. Like, really, Nina? Like, or really, Sabrina, you could have done better. Like, what was the whole point? What did you get out of it? So I just find them funny to laugh at. But envy, it just kind of goes back to what I was saying about um, the root that causes all sin. And it's the motive for the action. So for those who are not getting it, here's a perfect example I can use. I was in <laughs> elementary and i was in what grade was i in i believe second or first i was a kid but still i was aware that this wasn't supposed to be i was supposed to be doing this so i was a kid and i was with my friend and she had this little book it was a princess book and it was a, a hard copy and she it was very very it was the tiniest book i've ever seen and since I was so fascinated by it, I asked if I can use it. I was just playing with it. She said, yeah, you can go ahead. So I had it and I was reading through it. Like, like if I could read that much. <laughs> I was reading through the, this tiny little book. and I, it, it still amazes me how tiny this book was. And she told me she would be back. She went to the bathroom or went to go grab something from the teacher. And in that moment, I was like, yo, I really want this book. I was like, I've never had something like this. I've never seen something like this. It's fascinating to my eye. I want the dang book like I want it now so what did I do I took it and let me just FYI we were sitting next to each other we said we're like classmates like we are seatmates we sat right next to each other so I took the book and I hid it I put it in my pocket I think or I put it I threw it in my bag um <laughs> I think I actually threw it in my pencil box I don't know how she didn't see it but I don't know I was so smart whatever so I threw it in a pencil box and put pencils on top of it so she wouldn't be able to see it so when she came back she was like uh sabrina have you seen my book and i was like actually i don't know where it is so i lied to her and i was like i don't know i think someone took it and she was like who do you mean someone took it like what do you mean someone took it i was like oh no i just seen someone they asked about it so i made up a whole lie talking about her book got stolen or it fell or whatever and i told her that i had put it back and so some the summary of the story i lied to her i took her book and i kept it with me ever since i think i lost it after the second day i don't remember what happened to that little book but summary of the story um i took it i lied and it got lost <laughs> so <laughs> obviously god was like sabrina that was very mean let me just throw that away for you but the reason why i'm giving this uh quick little story testimony is because 
it kind of it's kind of the motive for the action what was the action um i took the book then i lied to her what was the motive because i wish i had it which is the root okay so kind of if you guys are a visual person get a paper out and draw it real fast so first step was um how did i feel i wanted the book I wanted that dang little princess tiny book. I really wanted it. So I desired to have it. I wanted the crap out of the book. I needed it. Apparently I needed it. I desired to have it. So I took it. Then what did I do next? I lied to her about it. She confronted me and I lied to her face. My truest best friends. I lied to her face. Now why did I lie? Now why did I take it? Because I wish I had it. I was jealous now jealousy wasn't on her it was just me wishing <clears throat> it was just me wishing i had the book which is two different things you could be jealous of someone you could have envy of someone because of a personal trait that personality trait that they have which is another envy or something that you wish some what someone has you have envy on that not on the person but you have envy on that how you wish you had that so i was jealous i wanted what she had i was not jealous of her i was jealous of the item that she had which I'm hope that's a two different thing that you're getting. But why was I jealous? Because I had an intense in desire to have an item that she possessed it, possesses. Which is the definition of envy. So pretty much all the actions. Why did I do that? Why did I lie? Why did I take that book from her? All comes back to envy. Because I had envy. So that's what I mean by the seven of these deadly sins are the root they're the why to the action. They're the motive to the action. So that's honestly the best example I could give. But hopefully that cleared it up for you guys. Hopefully that explained a lot from you guys. So obviously kindness cures envy. Just not wishing that you had this and had that. Be grateful that you have this. Or if a person, there's a person who has a personality trait that you wish you had. Or that you're just jealous because they're like that. Or they get along with everybody change that mindset how about you just start thinking thinking how you can change to become that way not wishing that or cursing them or whatever so just having kindness and being grateful for who you are and what you have is the best thing that can overcome envy now the last seven the head honcho the jefe of them all the home not the homie whoa the boss of them all is pride i'll tell you why i call it boss but pride is an excessive view of oneself without regards of others. In other words, selfishness, okay? Pride and selfishness are related to each other. In Romans 12, 16, it says, Live in harmony with one another. Meaning, be happy, 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 y'all giddy, giddy, hoppy, hoppy. Be all happy, happy with one another. Do not be proud, but willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited, meaning do not have a high ego. Do not set yourself to a standard that you're not there don't set your standards high where you're not able to meet them where you're just boasting yourself up which is pride it's an excessive view of oneself without guards without regards of others you're just cocky your ego is too high you're just only thinking about yourself now the reason why i said pride was the head honcho of the mall was the jefe of the mall the boss of the mall is because pride is the root of selfishness Pride is the main root of the seven deadly sins. Pride is pride behind lust is pride. Behind envy is pride. Behind gluttony is pride. Behind sloth is pride. Behind greed is pride. Behind wrath is pride. Behind every seven every of these deadly sins is pride. Behind all sins is pride. Why? 
because these deadly sins are all about oneself. I stole the book. I lied to her because I wanted to. I didn't care if it was going to hurt her. Maybe that was a gift from a special family member of hers. I didn't, I didn't even care about those things. I didn't really think of how she would feel in that moment. I took the book because I wanted it. There, There's these seven sins that we commit and we don't even think to care about how other people would feel about it. Or if we say things, how they would feel. We don't have empathy or sympathy on anything. We're just all about ourselves. That's what pride is. And that's why I say pride is the root of them all because we do them all on our desires. They're about what we want for ourselves, what we desire for ourselves. Because of these deadly sins, we become thoughtless, we become careless. Like I said, we just don't have empathy. We don't have sympathy on anybody. If you think about it, these sins keep us in bondage for not being able to serve God and serve others around us because we're only caring about ourselves. We're not caring about how would God think in the situation, what Jesus would do in the situation. We're all care about what fills our needs, what our desires, where we're not allowed to allowed or not able to show God's love, mercy, grace, forgiveness, patience, and all that stuff, uh, and all the good stuff about God's characteristics, we are not able to demonstrate the fruit of the Spirit. We're not able to let God work in us. We're not able to let God work through us. Because with pride and ego, that just automatically stops with God working in us. Because if we have that, we're just pretty much not letting God soften our heart to break that board, that border, that wall of egoness or selfishness or pride. And once we do that, God will be able to work in us because we're not only thinking about ourselves, we're also letting God in in our lives. And this goes back to what I was saying about the eight and seven, how in the beginning there was eight deadly sins and um, it changed to seven because pride and selfishness are related. They're the same. They're cousins or whatever you like to call it. But that was just a quick thing I wanted to get on that pride is the boss of them all. He's the main main one and per people who say oh i really don't have pride that's a lie that is a straight up lie because i used to say that i used to say well i'm not very prideful i'm not egoness i don't have this i don't that i'm very like i like to care about others which is totally fine but yet i was still struggling with lust i still struggle with envy i still struggle with gluttony with wrath with all these seven i was still struggling with sin because they're all about what I wanted to fulfill my desire, my fleshly desire, not my spiritual, but my fleshly desires. And that is pride because you're only thinking about yourself and that's just selfishness and being self-centered. And as Christ followers, we need to start finding the root of our sins and ask God for forgiveness and repent from it. Like I said in the beginning, we need to reveal these roots. We need to rebuke them and cast them out in our lives in jesus name and then ask god for forgiveness and repent from it meaning turning away from that specific sin because if you like i said if you are in my shoes i was able to turn away from stealing i was able to turn away from lying meaning i turned away from being envy i was no longer envy of anything anymore obviously there are still points in my life where i do struggle with the seven of these but my main point is ask god for forgiveness it will firstly expose try to find out what the root of your sins are and expose it ask god for forgiveness confess it with your tongue confess your sins to the lord ask god for forgiveness and repent from it god forgives all sin that we earnestly and wholeheartedly meaning wholeheartedly repent of there is no sin that is too big or bad that God cannot forgive. And 1 John 1 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us. He will cleanse us, make us whole, re make us reborn in his light for all, uh, for all, from all, sorry, from all unrighteousness. Why? Because of his grace. And Ephesians 2 says, God saved you saved us saved everyone in this dang on world 
by his grace. It is a gift from God. And obviously in that same in that same scripture, I think it was verse 9 or verse 10 of Ephesians 2, it says, it is something we cannot boast about because it's only him. It is him that he gives us that gift. He gives us that opportunity to be saved. So it's something we cannot boast about being saved because we didn't do nothing about it. It was God who gave us that gift. It was from him who why we're allowed to be saved by grace. Now, I just ended off on that note. And I hope that this word, that this message actually speaks to you guys in many, many ways. I didn't expect it to be this long, but obviously letting the Holy Spirit flow and just letting the Holy Spirit take over in this moment, just feeling that fire. Honestly, I feel fire. I feel hot. I feel the Holy Spirit moving right now. So I just say what I say. Whatever God tells me in mind, I speak it because there are testimonies. There are things that need to be said for you guys. But like I said, I won't ramble on anymore. Thank you for tuning in for today's episode. Like I said, I hope God speaks to you and I hope you find those roots of your sins and that you cast them out and you turn away from them in the name of Jesus. And I believe, I strongly believe that you will be turned around completely, that God will use you as a vessel in many, many ways. But like I said, that is it for today. If you guys are curious and wanting to know more about different different topics or different episodes or curious for me to do different episodes, make sure you reach out on all social media platforms, the Instagram, the TikTok, youtube if you're listening on youtube what up shout out to you but like i said that is it for today make sure you reach out for any other suggestions that you guys may want even prayer requests and i hope i hope and i promise and i declare that i'll talk to you guys next week for the next episode love you all god bless you all bye bye